Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. What's up, Liquid Church? How you doing? It's Sunday fun day. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here. Before we jump in, would you join me in welcoming all the campuses that are watching with us today all across New Jersey? We are so glad they are here. Welcome. And this is kind of the, uh, the conclusion of our series, Sunday Funday. We've been kind of looking at all the different elements that you can really get the most out of your Sunday church experience. And today we're going to look at the whole concept of serving and, 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 and kind of what it's about and, and how we do that a little bit. And, and you're going to have an opportunity to kind of maybe go deeper if that's like your next step to grow in your walk with God. And this was really highlighted to me and my wife in a pretty big way a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had finally been able to kind of get together and do a date night. So we were super excited. And we went to one of her favorite places, this place called Bertucci's. We've been going there since we were dating, and so we were excited. We were going there for lunch, and uh, we walk in, and I kind of knew this was going to be a little rough go, and because I get there, we get there, and the hostess is not at her station. We're like, uh-oh, this is trouble, and so, you know, we're looking, trying to connect with eyes of waiters, trying to get seated. Finally, we get the whole seated thing going, and I felt a little neglected, a little hurt, you know, just, just being honest here, and... and and, and so as it kind of was, was going on, and finally, you know, waitress came and took our order. And you know, my wife's favorite meal there is chicken piccata, right? I want to make sure her date night is phenomenal, or date day, actually. And so we order the chicken piccata, and I get something else, and we're super excited, and, and we're doing that. And then 20 minutes later, the waitress comes, a different one, not with our food, but to tell us that they don't have any chicken piccata. And I'm just like, oh, no. And so, you know, we have to reorder. And as we're waiting, I'm looking around, and no one has cleared any of the dining area, right? There's still, like, all this half-eaten food, and you're smelling it. You're like, this is kind of gross. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm on an episode of Kitchen Nightmare, right? And maybe Gordon Ramsay's going to come out and start yelling at people. And, you know, for some reason, when he yells at people, I feel a sense of peace. And, and um, this is why I need Jesus, folks. So, you know, that whole thing's happening, and, you know, and, and literally we kind of leave and go, this is kind of a cruddy experience. And, and a lot of it was because of the service, because, you know, we were taught to value good service. But one of the things we realized is in three big ways, you know, Bertucci's kind of messed up on, for us here. One is we felt a little neglected. They didn't have anyone to connect with us to get to, to a seat. We felt ignored. No one was regularly telling us what was going on or kind of what was happening. And we felt like they weren't prepared. They weren't prepared at the hosting spot. They weren't prepared with our favorite food. And, and, and we pretty much felt like we're getting like soup Noxy treatment, right? Where, you know, you guys remember the soup Noxy from Seinfeld? You know, he's like, no soup for you, you know? It's your fault that you got bad service. And we, we kind of felt going, oh, you know, this isn't what we're used to. Because, you know, we, we don't notice when we get excellent service, right? But we do notice when we get bad service. And so I want to talk about what does it look like for us to take where we are serving here and elevate it to the level of excellence, where it's fit for a king, and folks that are coming here for the first time can maybe see liquid as a home for them. And, you know, we've been looking the past couple weeks at this thing we call the spiritual pathway. If you've been coming to Liquid for a long time, you know all about the spiritual pathway. If this is your first time here, the spiritual pathway is really uh, your a way that you can grow closer in your relationship with God if you do these three actions. Pastor Tim talked a couple weeks ago about come. The very fact that you're in church today shows that you're already doing it. 
You come and we come to church together, we worship, we raise our hands, we seek God's face. By doing that, something happens within us, we're transformed. It's an accumulative transformation, but we start to have a heart for God and things that he values and things like that. The second is to connect. Connect what? Like connect Legos? No. We're talking about connecting to groups, connecting to people. As great as it is to be here in your rows, when you're in a smaller group where you can get, get into discussions where you can go, yeah, I don't know if I really agreed with what the pastor said. You've got to get deeper and kind of really take the things that you're learning and really kind of apply them deeply. That's really the whole point of small groups, and I hope you're getting connected to those because it's a great opportunity for you to grow in your faith. And we're going to look at the third step here, which is contribute. Contributing your time, contributing your talents. Really, it's the idea of serving in a way that your gifts are being expressed in this campus or whatever campus you're at. In fact, you get a card in your bulletin, which in a moment we're kind of going to talk a little bit more about, where you can have an opportunity to serve right where you are. Now, often, if you're like me, I've always thought, well, serving's kind of, it's a nice thing, it's good to do, but it's not, it's not an essential thing, right? You know, all these other things are important. It's usually a tack-on. But really, serving is indispensable if you want to grow and mature your relationship with Jesus. If you are not serving, more than likely, you are not growing. And, and the reason why this is important is if you look at the life of Jesus, he modeled this to us so well, didn't he? He came not as a ruler, but as a servant. He actually died on the cross as a slave. And when he says, come and follow me, it's an invitation to serve other people. Because for Jesus, love wasn't simply an emotive thing. It wasn't, oh, it feels so nice to love others, but rather love was an action. Because Jesus knew that to love one another is to serve one another. If you remember anything this morning, if you forget everything, I hope you remember this one idea, that to love one another is to serve one another. Would you say that with me? To love one another is to serve one another. Now we're preaching together. Look at that. And we're going to jump in in the passage of 1 Peter chapter 4. We'll be looking at verses 8 to 10. This is going to be an opportunity for us to kind of drill in deep and see what the scriptures are saying in this area. So if you're going to get that on your phone or if you want to know your Bibles, it's on your seats. You can go ahead and turn there and get set up. As you're getting set up, I want to give you a little bit of background of kind of what's happening in this passage. Uh, so Peter is one of Jesus' original 12 disciples. And Peter is a church leader. He's writing this letter to a church in the first century that's going through some intense, intense persecution. Nero is the Roman emperor at the time. He set this fire throughout Rome. You can actually look in a history book or Wikipedia. This is all in there. And it's caused such an uproar that he's actually blamed the fire on Christians. And so now there's this huge backlash against Christians, and people are calling for them to be killed, to be persecuted, and all these terrible things. And so Nero is doing that because he's seeing that people are liking it. It's getting him off the hook. And as that's happening, all these Christians are leaving Rome in droves as refugees. They have no place to go. Their homes are been destroyed or confiscated or seized, and they're really kind of in a bad spot. This is actually very similar to what's happening, if you've seen the news, to what's happening in Iraq and in Syria with um, what's going on with ISIS and all these other things. You've got droves and droves of people that are fleeing for their lives because they're in a hostile environment, and they're looking for some place where they can get some refuge, a place that they can call home. And this is the environment that Peter is writing to these Christians who are in a time of deep religious persecution. He says this to them in 1 Peter 4, starting verse 8. Above all else, love each other. Say that word with me, deeply. Deeply. See, there's something interesting about this word in the Greek. It's this idea of an athlete competing in a sporting event. And so they're, they're focused, they're, they're completely in there, they're straining all their muscles. Why? Because they want to win the game. You see, this idea of loving deeply is we want to win at love. Not simply so people can know cognitively, oh, it's nice that they love us, but it's actually a love that moves us to action, that's kinetic. And why is that? 
And here's why. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace to, in its various forms. See, when I read this passage, the image that comes to mind is the idea of gifts. That God has given you a gift. But that gift isn't meant for you to hoard, but it's a gift that you're meant to share and to give to the world and your campus and your community so that people can know God's goodness and who he is. In fact, we're going to kind of look at a couple gifts that we see in the passage here. And the first gift I want us to take a look at here is the gift of hospitality. Would you say hospitality with me? Hospitality. What a great gift. In fact, you know, for, you know let's look at verse 9 real quick. It says this, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. See, I remember when I was in college and single and I was offering hospitality. We either have a girl or someone coming over. I would get all my dirty clothes off the floor, shove them in my closet, and light a Yankee candle. That was hospitality because there was a stale smell of Chinese food that I was told was really gross. But hey, listen, you know, it's, it, it stands the test of time, right? So, so you know, that hospitality, obviously my wife is teaching me that's not what it is. But hospitality in the first century isn't simply just having, opening up your home so you can watch the game. In the first century that Peter is writing to, it was life or death. People were living in hostile environments, and they needed a place they could call home. They were literally hiding from terrorists. Why don't you look at this picture with me? It's a picture of a woman from Syria fleeing with her family for her life. No, willing to do no matter what it takes, brave border crossings and dangerous things. And we've seen these images on the media. Why? Because she needed to get out of this hostile environment and find a place that's home. She's hiding from terrorists. She's fleeing. And so for many of us, you know, we, you know we're not in Europe or, or in the Middle East. So what does that look like for us? Well, I think many of us can acknowledge that we live in a hostile environment, Right? The world that we live in is hostile. It's not really friendly to the things of God. In fact, it's getting harder and harder to pursue him in the midst of all of it. But yet, God has called his church, you and I, to be a place of hospitality. To be a place that people can call home. That people who are harried and harassed, that are struggling out there, can come here and find safety and security. And know that they are loved unconditionally no matter what kind of stuff they bring here. That's the kind of environment we want to create, and that's how we do it, through serving. And in fact, before you get here, hours and hours and hours before you arrive, we have teams of people that are here to do just that, because they understand that to love one another is to serve one another. We have a group here called the Roadies, right? You got a couple Roadies in here. All right, make some noise, Roadies. So they get here, and they are setting up everything that you see and hear. In fact, a couple of hours ago, there was nothing you could see, nothing you could hear. There were no chairs. They set all that up. They're unwinding all this wire so that you can have an experience so you can connect to God. Because they understand that to love one another is to serve one another. Or when you first get here, you're going to see someone with a friendly, smiling face, and they're going to offer you a name tag. Why? Because they want you to be able to kind of come and write your name on here and put it on your shirt so people can have an opportunity to know what your name is and connect with you that way. So it feels a little less awkward, makes it feel a little smaller, more at home here, right? And not only that, sometimes they'll even offer you, uh, if you're new here, a free t-shirt and a little new gift bag here, and they'll make sure that you have a bulletin so that you can definitely connect. And let's talk about these bulletins for a second. You know, it takes an army of volunteers to make Sunday morning happen, but it takes an army of volunteers to, that come during the week to kind of get these bulletins out to you. We've got folks coming during their lunch breaks or their retirees, and they're stuffing these with lots of 
ooey-gooey liquid love, right? They're, they're putting in here sermon notes so that you can focus in the message and not doodle. Well, you can still doodle. You know, they're putting in uh, announcements and all the things that you need so that you can have a Sunday fun day experience that's kinetic, that's kinetic and connecting. And let's also talk about if you've got kids and you're bringing them to liquid kids maybe for the first time and you want them to have a hospitable experience. And so we want to make sure they're loved and cared for. So we have a gift for them as well. We make sure they're given a gift of love of fish. Wrong fish. Um, here we go. Goldfish, right? Gluten-free deliciousness, right? Because we want everyone to know that they are loved and cared for, whether you're a little kid or you're an adult. And you know what? There's times where it's difficult to be hospitable, right? Because everyone kind of has their own expectations or it's difficult and people call out and whatnot. But, you know, it's an opportunity for us to say, we want liquid to be a place that you can call home. We want to build up, build up God's house. So before I jump, keep going, I just want to stop. And I want to take a moment to kind of thank our countless volunteers that every week make Sunday morning happen. Can we just do that right now? Can we just thank our volunteers and guest connections, roadies, liquid kids that are greeting? Because it takes so many people to make all this happen. But even on a more personal note, I, I kind of want to say thank you. You know, I've kind of talked about my, uh, my family here in the past couple messages, and, and I've talked about my brother. And, uh, you know, he's not a believer right now. And and uh, we actually invited him to come to Christmas Eve. And I'm thinking, how do I get him to come to Christmas Eve? I know. I'll talk about Star Wars, right? So I'm, like, playing up the whole Star Wars thing. Here's him getting way too cozy with Chewbacca. Uh, and so I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm playing that up. He's like, all right, I'll come. He lives in New York City. So my wife picks him up at the, uh, at the train station, right? She picks him up. And as she picks him up, she um, he basically says, listen, i got to be honest with you. Um, I don't really care about Star Wars. Um, I'm really coming because you guys asked me. And I didn't get you a gift. So you have the gift of my presence, right? He's, a, he's an artist. So, you know, we'll take what we can get. So, all right, whatever. So, you know, he comes. And so, you know, we're a little worried because he's kind of cynical and snarky. And we're thinking, what is he thinking about all this right now? And so before my wife was even going to ask him, they get back in the car. And he starts talking about how much he loved being here at Liquid. He yeah, you can give him that. That's worth celebrating. He said, you know, this place really felt like home. I felt like I could be here and be an unbeliever and not really, you know, no, you know that's not really my thing, but I really felt like I was welcomed and, and I could connect. And, he's, and, he even, and here's, this is a huge step. He was like, where's their New York City campus? I think I want to check it out. I go, I don't know. I don't want to give too many ideas, but, you know. So for me, that was a huge deal. And so if you were here Christmas Eve, I just want to say personally, thank you so much. You were sweating it out in costumes for seven hours. Some of you got here at 6 a.m. and you didn't leave till 9 or 10 at night because you're making this thing happen. And, you know, we had about 5,000 people come through. And I just want to say thank you so much because my brother came and took a baby step closer to God. I just want to say thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. And that's such a powerful moment for our family because some of you have your gifts and you were using your gifts. But, you know, there's many of you here that you have not yet unwrapped your gift. There's a gift that you have, and, and, and I know that you have it, and maybe you know that you have it, but it's wrapped up tight, and you haven't shared it with anybody. Let's go back to see what Peter says in verse 10. He says this, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others. So which gift? Whatever gift. Hospitality is mentioned by name, but any of and all of your gifts can be used so that we can be hospitable. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know what your gift is. The person next to you may not know what your gift is. You're kind of going, what's their gift? What do they have to offer? I know every one of you here has a gift that you can unwrap and offer that will have a huge impact 
in our community and in our campus. But maybe you're here thinking, Nathan, I have no idea what my gift is. You know, I, you know I, 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 for the longest time, I thought I was kind of giftless with nothing. You know, I go like this, and that's all I know. My gift is something that sounds like that, but I don't know what it is. You know, I have the greatest opportunity for you. Right now, we have a class called GPS. And GPS it stands for Gifts, Personality, and Spiritual Heart, or, or what makes you come alive, what makes you passionate. You know, you're wiring, and this is an opportunity for you to figure out what your gifts are, what your talents, and what your abilities are, and not just to figure them out, but to actually begin to unwrap them and use them and be a blessing to others. See, God has blessed you in huge ways so that you can be a blessing to other people. In fact, I know that many of you right now, when you don't even realize it, you have gifts that you're using. You use them every week, but you're not even aware of. For instance, I know some of you, you are amazing at people. People are your thing, right? Little people, right? Little people, big world. So you are amazing at connecting with people. You're in sales, or maybe you, you're a teacher or whatever it is, but you love being around people. And you know, our guest connections team would love to use you, would love to connect with you, because when you, with a smiling face, can offer a bulletin or, hey, we're welcome, we're so glad you're here, that's huge. That has a huge impact on making this place feel like home, because to love one another, remember, is to serve one another. Or, or maybe, you know, you're not a people person, and that's totally cool, but you love media. You love using cameras and, and, and being behind the scenes and making things happen. You kind of dream behind the scenes that you're Steven Spielberg, right? That's like your, your, your dream. And, and here's the thing. We have a media team here at Liquid that would love to have your help, that would love to have you jump in and help with cameras and video and switchers and all those kind of things that, honestly, if I think about it, it gives me a headache. But for you, it doesn't. You love it. It makes you come alive. Or maybe you're more like, you know, I'm not really that, but Nathan, you give me a microphone and put me in front of kids, I'm phenomenal. I, I am like, you know, I am like Taylor Swift, right? You're like, you know, are we out of the woods yet, right? No, that's your thing. You love being around little kids or maybe junior high kids, and you have the ability to kind of work the crowd up and get them excited. That's your gift. That's what you're wired for. I don't want to be in front of middle school girls. That's a bad idea. I, it's, you know, I, I, yeah, they, would, they would kill me, right? But, you know, some of you, that's what you're wired for. That's your gift. You kind of take your gift up and you're like, that's what I do. That's what makes me come alive. Just talk to Brett. Brett is a lawyer by day. He, this is him in, in the Giants jersey here. But by day, he's a lawyer. By day, he, he's like working long hours, kind of making that thing work. But you know what he's doing when he's not lawyering? He's working with a small group of boys. He's connecting with these boys. He's taking them to re rebounders, right? He says they got so much energy, you just got to get it out of them. That's like his spiritual job. But, you know, when he's not doing that, you know, and he's connecting with these guys, they're asking him questions about God in the midst of all that times of fun and excitement. They're asking him about girls and, and, and the mystery that they are and what do we do and, and about purity. And, and, and he's in that key place where he can speak truth to their lives. That's because that's what he's wired for. That's how God has made him. It's not a burden to him, but a blessing. It brings him to life. Another high school mentor we have is Linda. Linda's got a small group of girls, and she's able to kind of come alongside of them and make them feel loved and make them feel heard and make them feel like they matter. And she's walking with them as they're trying to figure out why boys are so stupid, you know? And I, I you know, if you figure that out, let me know, because I would love to know that, right? Some of you guys are like, yeah, you know, I get that. But, you know, She's there in their lives. And for her, it's not a burden. It's a blessing. She gets to do that. They would tell you this is the best part of their week. They get to hang out with high school kids. 
because it's how they're wired. It's the gift they were given, and they're using it, and they're opening it up, and they're sharing it with the world. See, for some of you in this room, you've got a gift, and God wants you to use it. See, Brett and Linda, they're killing it. They're killing it because they're doing exactly what 1 Peter 4.10 says, this. They're taking whatever gift they have, and they're using it to serve others. So what's in the box? What is your gift that's in the box that God wants you to unwrap, to share with your campus, to share with your community? Because this gift is the ability to change people's lives when you use it and share it with the world. You know, my friend Steve learned that very same lesson. Steve's a guy I met a couple weeks ago. And uh, Steve, he was coming to church, he was attending, and he hit this point where he was like, you know, I don't know if, if I can keep doing this. He was sitting and he was soaking, but he was starting to sour a little bit. And so, so finally he came to this place where he had to decide, am I going to unwrap my gift? Am I going to share it? Or am I going to close the lid and just leave? And I'm glad that Steve chose to unwrap his gift. He's going to share his story with you right now. My name is Steve Gilberg, and I attend Liquid Somerset County campus. At Somerset County, I serve on the roadies team, the media team, and Liquid Kids team as well. Before I served, I showed up, I sat down, and I left when it was over. I didn't think they needed me. It wasn't until Somerset campus launch was announced at Ocean Grove, I sort of knew. I'm gonna join the roadies in Morristown to get ready for the launch in Somerset. And they said, well, how about, how about we just join the roadies team now? It was an entire language I didn't speak. It was things I had no idea how to do, but had great teachers. And in one day of serving, I felt competent to show up the next week and do what I had done that week. So at the same time the decision was made to join the roadies team at Somerset, it was a commitment to, to set up and tear down. And if I'm gonna be there for two services, well, what else can I do? So I spoke with Maria about uh, Liquid Family. I'm in the toddler's room for Liquid Kids, sometimes MC for elementary, that's fun. And uh, I didn't know how much I'd get out of serving. I'm just glad that I had the opportunity. I'm happier now than I've ever been, and I don't think I'd want to be anywhere else on a Sunday. It's an integral part of my week. Uh, I look forward to it every time. Serving at Liquid has had huge impact on my life. The difference between serving and attending has led me to have an immense amount of friends, a community of faith that I rely on uh, every week. I wish everyone knew how much they could get back from serving. That giving up a couple hours of their Sunday would bring them an entire family of people. At Liquid, to love others is to serve others. If you're thinking about serving at Liquid, certainly would be an opportunity for you to get to know the people that are around you. It's not a lifelong commitment. This is, this is not a guilt trip. Uh, this is about faith and action. Let's give a hand to our friend Steve and to all our volunteers that they're making every week happen. We appreciate them and what they're doing, so thank you again. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, because I'm thinking the same thing, too, if I was sitting where that was. You're like, Nathan, I thought Liquid was the place for overchurched people, right? You don't know my story. You know, the church I came from, I was, I was working with young adults. I was running, to the, I was the janitor. I was in charge of the kitchen. I was in charge of Sunday school and nursery, and, and I was there every time the church doors were open. I need a break. That's why I'm here. And I know how you Christians work, right? I'm going to volunteer to stuff bulletins, and next thing I know, I'm in the nursery for the next 20 years, right? <laughs> Who's thinking that? Okay, just me. Okay, there's some honest people there, too. But listen, 
I get that. And here's why. Because I was a volunteer. I volunteered at church. And that happened to me too. And I know what it's like to go from, I'm so excited to serve Jesus, to I'm really burnt out and I don't want anything to do with this. And I get that. And so it's important to remember two things. That Jesus has a gift for you. And that gift is the gift of rest. Jesus says, come to me all of you who are weak and what? Weary. And he'll give you what? Rest. Yes. He says, cast all your burdens upon me because I care for you. You see, some of you are here because you've been burnt out. You've been broken. And I'm not here to guilt you or, or to manipulate you to use your gift or to serve. I'm simply saying if you're in a season where you need to sit on the bench, because what's the purpose of a bench in sports, right? It's to, to catch your breath, to get back into the game. So some of you are in a season where you need to stop, to catch your breath, and to rest and receive and restore. That's all you should be doing. But I also know that, you know, if we come from one extreme where we've been overused and abused, and we go all the way over here, we get to this point where we're like, hmm, it feels so nice. And this church is humming along, and they don't seem to need me. But the truth is, we do need you. We do need you. Because once you're at the point when you fully received and recovered, you see, you weren't made to sit on the bench. See, at one point or another, eventually, you're going to have to take up the towel. You're going to have to take up the towel. See, in John chapter 13, Jesus is with some of his, his disciples, and they're looking around going, okay, who's going to wash our feet, right? That's why he got the towel out. And so they're all thinking it's the lowest among them that's got to do that. But then if Jesus just kind of takes the towel, he wraps it around his waist, he gets on the floor or, and with a basin of water and starts washing their feet, and the disciples are blown away by it. They're going, what is he doing? That's not what leaders do. But in the kingdom of God, the greatest usual what? Serve. And so there's a place where we need to rest, and our rest is in Jesus, but there's also a place where we need to take up this towel and serve one another in a way that's self-sacrificial. But listen, when we serve, it doesn't mean we just drop the pillow. When we serve, we hold both the pillow and we serve. We rest in Jesus, and we also serve. In fact, we see the model throughout Scripture, right? We see that God created the world in six days. He was serving us by doing that. But then on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. Yeah, in Jesus' ministry, he served and served and served, and then he got away from the emotional vampires and rested. That was how the rhythm is. Rest and, serve, rest and serve. Rest and serve. And out of doing that, we find our identity. We find our being. Once we can rest in him, out of our rest comes our ability to serve others. If we ever do, 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 what ends up happening is we burn out. But if all we do is sit on the bench we miss out on all that God wants to do in our lives. See, God hasn't made you to sit on the bench. He's made you to love others by serving them. And at times, it means we're going to have to rest, but it also means at times we're going to serve. And one of the things I love about Liquid is there's an emphasis on both. If you're serving here, the idea is we want you to serve in such a way that you're sustained. So we expect you to rest. You may not get scheduled for every service. In fact, one of the things we say here is, is you serve one, but then you come to one so that you can receive and be restored. And we want those things to happen in your life because when you're restored, you can serve in ways beyond just serving out of brokenness and guilt and manipulation. So for some of you, that's the season you're in right now. You need to sit on the bench because to, to love one another is to serve one another. And that's how you can serve us, by sitting on the bench and catching your breath and restoring. But for some of you, you know it's time. You know, I know that many of you, you've been here at Liquid for a long time, for, for many years, and you've been serving a variety of capacities. Again, we say thank you, 
But for some of you, you've been sitting and you've been receiving and recharging and you know it's, it's time. You know it's time, right? That God is saying to you, it's time to get off the bench, to get in the game, and use your gift. To get off the bench, to get in the game, and use your gift. It's time. You've received and you're ready. Now God is calling you into the next phase for you to grow. This could be your next step for 2016. To get off the bench, to get in the game, and to use your gift. So right now, uh, you have a bulletin, and in your bulletin there are these cards. We've kind of been referencing them uh, throughout the morning here. Why don't you go ahead and pull this out and wave it at me? Like, I want to feel like wind. It's like, it's like a million angels flapping their wings. That's what I want to feel. There we go. I can hear it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. So pull this card out. And also, um, conveniently, there are pens actually on your seats. I don't know if you've noticed that. But you want to go ahead and grab one of those pens. I want to hear clicking now. Let's hear some clicking. Nice. All throughout New Jersey, pens are clicking. And people are like, what is that? It's like a sonic boom or something, right? And so here's what I want you guys to do with your pens that are clicked open, not closed, is I want you to go ahead and start filling this out. This is your next step for 2016. It's to serve. So go ahead and put your full name on here and your correct name. Some of you, I know what you're thinking. But your best email, your best phone number. And we have three, three kind of categories for you to jump in on. Liquid family, uh, guest connections, or roadies. And some of you are thinking, Nathan, you know, I, I have this gift. I don't know where it's used from. Like, for instance, you know, I know every episode of Phineas and Ferb. And I can literally recite each one of them. Where do I fit? That's our campus director's job to figure out. But we will find a place for you, I guarantee. Because everything God has given you, all of your gifts, he wants to use so that you can have an impact here at this campus and in your community and even in, in wherever you, you end up, whether it's at work or wherever environment you're in. Because remember, to love one another is to serve one another. And we weren't made for the bench to just kind of sit out, to sit, to soak, to maybe even sour. But we were made to sit, to soak, so that we can get back and reach out and have an impact. So in a moment, I'm going to invite your campus leader to come up. And they're going to kind of let you know what some of the pressing campus needs are that you can get involved with, that you can kind of start getting your gifts open so that you can have an impact right here at your campus. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.